Welcome to the More Than Fitness Podcast. And welcome, responsible delinquents of the internet. For those of you not on the video podcast, I am wearing my internet um, crew neck sweatshirt. Uh, yeah, so welcome, responsible delinquents, to Minnesota number 158, five ways to stop overthinking your nutrition and double your progress. I don't know why I always start off the minisodes talking like I'm a film star or something, like announcing things. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I think I've got a good topic for you guys today. These are some things that I noticed, um, well, I've noticed over the many years that I've been doing one-to-one coaching. Uh, these are just things that I have worked with one-to-one clients on and they've been repeating patterns uh, over time and I feel like addressing them here makes a lot of sense because I think it can really help you guys because obviously a big part of this fitness stuff, especially on the nutrition side of things, is going to be mental. And so if you can bias your mental game towards taking action as opposed to uh, overthinking, then uh, I, I don't see why you can't get much better progress than what you're doing now and really increase your consistency. So let's go ahead and jump right in to the very first way to stop overthinking your nutrition. Okay, this is this is my um, this is my golden rule for basically any time I'm about to make a meal uh, or I'm thinking of making a meal or even a snack. And I've talked about this on other podcasts too, but it's worth worth reiterating. It's just like every single time before I'm about to make a meal, I ask myself, what is my protein source and what is my fiber source? I don't do this every time. However, if I'm trying to make good decisions, those are the first two questions that I ask. And if I can nail those two questions, if I can figure out what my protein source is for that meal and what my fiber source for that meal is, then most other things within the meal, as far as what makes a nutritious meal or a quote unquote healthy meal takes care of itself, right? Because if you have your protein source, you're going to have something to fuel uh, your muscle gain. It's going to help with satiation, right? It's going to help with your hunger. So if you've got a big piece of meat, for example, that's going to be your protein source. And then if you have a fiber source, then you are going to have some type of nutrient dense food, seeing as how fiber is only found in uh, foods like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, etc. foods that are very high in vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, etc. Um, you can't have fiber in a meal unless you have those things. So by asking yourself, what's my protein source? What's my fiber source? The two big rocks, right? That are going to be main drivers for your progress. Those are already going to be knocked out. So every time you eat, right? If your goals are fat loss before you eat, look down at your meal or, um, so not, maybe don't look down at your meal yet because you haven't made the meal. However, if you are about to make a meal, think to yourself, okay, what is my protein source? And then how can I structure my meal around it, right? Start with the protein source and then structure everything else around it. And of course, your, your fiber source is probably going to be your carb source or at least one of your carb sources. So then that would be step number two, 
And then that is going to take you again uh, about 80% of the way as far as making a good choice. Even if you don't track calories, even if even if you don't, can't talk, even if you don't track um, calories, even if you don't track macros, you don't have to be super specific with anything. If you're just like, hey, I'm just trying to do better with my eating and just clean things up a little bit. This, These are the two questions that you need to ask yourself every single time right before you eat. What's my protein source? What's my fiber source? Uh, check those both both those boxes, and you're you're about eighty percent of the way there. Um, okay, number two, uh, a common question that clients will uh, they don't ask themselves this necessarily. However, it's something that I will prompt them with, and then um, it helps them kind of just see the more overarching picture, right? And so the common question is they they feel like they're not doing enough. Right, that they they feel like, hey, I feel like I should be doing more. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if my progress is good or or, or whatever. Um, and this is whenever I comfort them with data. Basically, this is why I have my one to one clients take certain data. Right? We can, and and it's not uh, doesn't always include all of these things, but there's always some type of objective feedback with my clients because we have to figure out something to measure, right? You can't just measure uh, subjective indicators, right? So I feel like I'm losing weight. I feel better. Like I'm feeling better is great and feeling more confident and all these different uh, um, uh, attributes are, are, are great. However, we also need the other pieces side of things, which is the more logistical side of things, right? We need the more objective feedback to make sure, hey, the data is showing us this. So it's it's a good sign that we're probably trending in the right direction. So whenever they say, "Are you? am I doing enough? And if you ask yourself, hey, am I doing enough? I think a very good, um, at least if your goals are fat loss, right? This is where looking at trends over time with your weight can be super helpful because we can get very caught up in the day-to-day fluctuations of the weight scale. And, you know, the weight scale can be an entire topic on its own. And I have other mini-sodes if you want to look that up. Uh, However, for most people, using the scale is going to be a very good tool um, to uh, indicate whether or not you are losing body fat or not. If your weight is going down, it's probably a good indicator that you are doing something right and you are um, losing body fat. However, you've got to be careful to make sure that you're not only looking at day-to-day fluctuations and being like, hey, I'm hitting my, hitting my calorie targets. Why is my weight not just linearly going down and down and down week by week, right? Instead, I would say, look at this time last month. Look at your monthly weight trends. So, so yes, weekly weight weight trends can be helpful. But if you really want to be like, hey, am I am I am I making progress? Look at how much you weighed last month, and then that is going to give you enough of a macro timeline to be like, hey, despite all the fluctuations on the daily or even weekly basis, I know that last month I was two two or three pounds heavier than what I am this month. So that's a pretty good indicator that what I'm doing is working despite me freaking out over these daily uh, weight fluctuations. So, so whenever you need to figure out, am I making progress or not? Take a more macro view of things and that is going to... Um, that is going to help you out. And so, yeah, of course, of course you can do other things besides weight, but as far as uh, talking about fat loss goal, fat loss goes, uh, the, the weight scale is going to be a pretty good indicator of making progress or not. So are you doing enough? 
check your data. And if you're not tracking your data, now would be a good time to do that. And I know that it can be disheartening sometimes with the scale and with this objective data, but that's kind of the point, you know, it kind of keeps you in check because one of the, the biggest mistakes that I see people doing who are trying to lose, lose body fat uh, or achieve any, any goal really is, is they're trying to stay uh, in, in the gray area. They're not holding themselves accountable with these hard, fast goals or by looking at the objective data because that uncertainty is more comforting than knowing that you're not making progress, right? If you, if you don't, if you don't look at the weight scale, you don't know if you're gaining weight, right? And so that can kind of keep you in this little comfort bubble, but long-term and based off what you really want deep inside, you know, that's not going to make you happy. So avoidance is not the goal here. We want to make sure that we are keeping ourselves in check and objective data is one of the best ways to do that. Okay. The third way to stop overthinking your nutrition is going, this is something that may or may not work for you, but this is something that I've been doing. And maybe if you're a little bit older, this is something that um, uh, comes a little bit easier for you because you are already <clears throat> more of an adult than I am. But in my head, the third way is in my head, constantly whenever I'm about to make a decision or, or deciding on what to do, I think in my head, what would a responsible adult do? So it's like, what is the adult um What's the adult decision? And, and, you know, you can define adult, but however you want, but this is kind of what comes to my head. I'm just like, what would a responsible adult do in this situation, this situation do? And if you want to take it a step further, you can be, be like, what would my most ideal self decide to do in this decision? Right? So what decisions best serve me in this moment based off of my values and what I say is important to me that, that and even just taking that second to take a step back and reflect and pause that that can be all that you need to at least make a better decision going forward right maybe it's not a perfect decision but it's a better decision and if you can string enough of those together well then you know it, it's it's only going to bring good things um so in my head what would a responsible adult do so a responsible adult would you know would cook dinner as opposed to going to get fast food right the uh, what an adult would do is make sure they stay off their phone and get their work done, right? They would make sure, hey, I don't want to go to the gym today, but I know I need to go because it's going to be, uh, it's going to make me a better version of myself. It's going to make me healthier. It's going to make me happier. It's going to allow me to live longer and do all the things that I love. So that's what a responsible adult will do. So that is what I'm going to do, right? So that's, that's something on how I, because it's just like, you know, right? It's just, we know, we know in our heads, we know our, our conscious tells us, right? It, it's just like that, whatever that is, that judge of our decisions, right? Whenever we know, Hey, I, I feel guilty for this, or I feel, I feel good about this. Um, it's just like, you never feel good after, you know, you should be working. And then instead you're scrolling on TikTok for 30 minutes, right? <laughs> or, or Instagram for 30 minutes, right? It's like, you know what you need to be doing. And that kind of internal voice for the most part, it's just like, just, open your ears a little bit more and, and listen a little, little bit more closely and you you know what you need to do, right? And, and so the, the next step is just go do it, All right? Um, okay, the fourth way, where are we at? 11, yep, we're good. Uh, so the, the fourth way to stop overthinking your nutrition is there's, there's two ways that I see going about it whenever it comes to uh, habit change. I think you can either go all in meaning you just like you you make a complete mental shift 
maybe you've been sedentary or you haven't been working out as hard as you should or you haven't been eating as well as you should and you just decide one night, fuck it, tomorrow I'm waking up and I'm getting my shit together, right? <laughs> or it could even be in that moment, like, hey, I'm getting my shit together right now. I'm gonna meal prep. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. Um, so I think going all in and just taking massive action, I think can be one very good way to go about it. Um, and, and just kind of see, I, I know that people always talk about like starting small and, and that's, that's obviously the, the other side of this coin that I'm going to talk about, but some people, you know, it's just, you got to find out what works for you. Some people like that more extreme approach and they just kind of have to dive in head first, right? They just have to completely submerse themselves in the new behavior changes that they're trying to make. Um, and, and usually that even if you don't maintain that consistency overall, um, maybe you, you hold on to a few habits that you started doing, uh, um, with this type of mentality and then other ones kind of fall off and then you have to work on those, but at least you still have those other habits that you, you tried out. Um, and, and this can bring about massive progress within a short period of time. However, obviously this doesn't work for everybody. And this is also how you can kind of like burn out and you can have those cycles of all or nothing. So that's just something that you had to be mindful of with that. <clears throat> and then the other side of behavior change is going to be the more uh, commonly taught way of picking one small habit uh, and, and trying to uh, start with that, master that, and then move to the next one. And I think that this is a very logical thing to do, especially whenever it comes to something like uh, nutrition, for example, right? You have to eat for the rest of your life, which is actually something the, the last way that I'm going to talk about. But what I would recommend is that since you have a very long time to figure this stuff out, it makes sense to pick one habit this month, right? It's the beginning of November. Pick one positive nutrition habit for you to try this month, right? So having a vegetable with every single meal, having a protein source with every single meal, right? Drinking more water, um, whatever it is, pick one habit, try to master that and be as consistent as possible with that this entire month. And then after you've mastered that habit, then you pick another habit, right? And then you just stack these on top of each other as months go on. And because it's so small, it's very easy to just consistently go back and refocus on that one thing day after day. And then this can string together some consistency. And then after some months, you've built up this repertoire of what a great word repertoire. I think I'm saying that right. <laughs> um, but you, you've built these together and then the, the, the habits kind of piece themselves together uh, after several months of doing that. And the very last one, what I was alluding to, the last way to stop overthinking your nutrition is to realize that you have forever, right? You're going to have to eat food forever. You're going to have to be healthy forever, right? So it's just like, I know that we can put these 90 days or, or 120 days or uh, eight weeks, 12 weeks, one year even, right? We can think about making progress within one year, but whenever you realize that you literally have forever to figure this stuff out, I think it takes a lot of the pressure off yourself. And whenever you take some of that pressure off yourself, you're starting to give yourself a little bit more forgiveness and compassion and um, you're not judging yourself as much whenever you screw up and realize, hey, I can just get back on track uh, and keep pressing forward. The only thing that you have to make sure with this is that you don't always say, oh, I have tomorrow. Oh, I have tomorrow. Oh, I have tomorrow. Because then, of course, then you never get any shit done. And so it's a, it's a, it's a push and a pull with that. So it's just kind of whichever one you need in that moment, if you need that forgiveness and be like, hey, I've got a very long time to figure this out, use that. If you've been slacking and you haven't been doing as much and you haven't been making progress, well, then you need to be like, hey, 
dude, I can't keep pushing this off until tomorrow. I need to take action today. And then you can build off of that. All right. If you like the podcast, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. Uh, it really, really helps me out. It really helps us out trying to grow this responsible delinquent podcast. Um, yeah. And that's it. Rate, review, subscribe, leave a comment, share it with a friend, put it on your Instagram story. Uh, thank you guys seriously so much for listening um, and watching. And I know that's how I normally sign out. So yeah, thank you guys as always for listening and for watching. See ya. And that is that, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the More Than Fitness podcast. And please, if you could help me out a little bit here and leave a rate and review in iTunes and also take a screenshot and post it up on your IG story. Tag me at Matt McLeod six. I'd love to share it. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast and also so that we can share the word with other people. I would love to build up this community, build up this tribe of people that we have like you and I, uh, and get the word out there. Uh, also, if you want more free content, you can check the links in the description. I have my free four-week workout plan, The Ultimate Physique Development. And also, if you want to work with me online, one-on-one -on -one for personal coaching, you can check the link in the description as well. Uh, and anything you else you need, please send me an email, send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for listening.